This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, welcome to part two of our crypto education series featuring Shahar Abram. Shahar was able to retire at age 29 from his job at IBM through the passive income using crypto, right? Using crypto. I think that's super cool. I love crypto. There's a huge opportunity upon us. I mean, cryptocurrencies and stocks have been down over the last week or so, which means that opportunities to get involved at lower prices is almost upon us. So if you're still interested in crypto and you're curious but you're still trying to learn exactly what crypto is, then this is episode for you. Stay tuned. So, I mean, you, you have the educational platform, you have the course, so you must be super happy about um, something like what happened in El Salvador, right? That they're making, um, they're starting with Bitcoin, but I guess the move is to make crypto part of their currency pipeline in addition to the U.S. dollar, right? What What are your thoughts on that? I mean, they've gotten a lot of scrutiny uh, across the world about that. What are your thoughts on it? Well, I think it's a genius move um, because first off, you know, no no press is bad press. Sorry, sorry in this way, right? So like we're all talking about El Salvador now. Nobody knew yeah. where it was, you know, a few months ago. Um, I had to, you know, kind of find it on a map. And now I know exactly where it is. And, um, you know, and now not only do people know where it is, but they're looking at real estate, right? They want to go. Yeah. Um, so they are going to have a huge, they're going to be a huge beneficiary of this. And, and they identified the president, Naib Bukele. Okay. I actually was in a Twitter chat with him when um, they, not like just me and him, but like a Twitter spaces, right? When they, when they did the law, right? I remember it was like, the beginning of June and after they announced it, they did this whole Twitter spaces and the president was there and like his brother was there and a bunch of people from the Bitcoin community were there. And it was just everyone talking about like, why did you guys do this? And what are you excited about? And, and it was incredible to see and to just be there with the president and him talking about it. So he gets it, you know, he, he gets that people want this transparent, autonomous, decentralized, self-sovereign form of money and access to financial services and access to wealth creation, right? Um, they want to be able to choose. Um, so I think it's genius from like a marketing standpoint. I think it's genius from a forward looking, you know, um, savvy standpoint, whether or not, you know, that was his master plan, you know, I don't know. But I, you know, look, I, I think this stuff is going to take over the world. You know, that that's, um, you know, that I, obviously I'm, I'm sort of biased, but I, I think a lot of people agree with me and more and more people are starting to see it. You know, this is this is the shift. It's a paradigm shift from the Internet of Information, which is what we have now to an Internet of value um, where we can now send on the Internet of Information. We can send information um, peer to peer. 
person to person um, with almost no costs and with all, all we need is an internet connection. We don't need permission. We call it permissionless. I don't need permission to send you a text message. I just need your phone number and an internet connection anywhere in the world, right? Doesn't matter with who, right? Um, with crypto, now we can do that same thing with money. I only need to know your wallet address, string of characters is unique. And I can send you money anywhere you are in the world. And all I need is an internet connection. I don't need anyone's permission. You don't need to have a bank account. I don't need to have a bank account. I, I can send you whatever I want. I could even send you, now I can even send you art or you know representations of things from the real world that are in crypto. I can send you a, in the future, I'll be able to send you, you know, a, a passport you can verify or an identity document you can verify um, and so, so much more, right? So the internet, that, that's the idea, okay? So that's the, the other thing I want you to take away from this. If you take away anything, right, is, is that's what's going on here. We're moving from the internet of information to the internet of value. Um, and the next thing you should, you should think about, right, is... Well, if the Internet of Information over the past 20 years has disrupted just about everything that dealt in information, okay, mail, TV, uh, so media, social media, um, uh, telecommunications, all sorts of media, anyone that, that dealt with uh, as an information intermediary got completely disrupted by the Internet of Information. Well, if that happened with information, once we get to the Internet of Value, what's going to happen? And I think what's going to happen is we're going to see every um, industry or player, you know, that mediates value get disrupted because we don't need them for that anymore. And case number one is the banks and the financial sector, because all they do is mediate value. That's their entire purpose. Yeah. And we needed them to do that for a long time. It was very important. Um, but you know what? Now, now we don't. <laughs> so uh, you, you kind of, you definitely talked about it and, for me, for for me, because I've I've under I don't understand crypto, but I'm around it, so I can un, I can piece together what you just said. Take everything that you just said and explain it to uh, a a ten year old, right? Take because I want I I'm from Jamaica, uh, and my mom wants nothing to do with any of this stuff, right? She wants to work, see the cash or the credit in her account. If you try to explain this. I want you to explain it in such a simple way that someone who is completely against this technology stuff will understand what you're saying, right? So tell me what crypto is. Okay. So, so 10 year olds aren't my specialty, but I'm going to do the, the, the best I can. <laughs> so um, crypto is money for the internet. Money is money we can trust on the internet. That's the kind of simplest explanation of it. And then I would go deeper for the inquisitive 10 year old who, who is wondering like why, right? What, what, what the hell? Like I would say like, look, like we embarked on money has been changing all the time throughout history. We, our definition of money has kind of moved to be like, what is just the, the easiest thing to, to use, right? And for a long time that was gold because People realized, like, if you want to have good money, it needs to be hard to get. It can't just be something you make or find on the beach, right? Or something like that, right? Um, so gold worked really great for that for a long time. Um, and even as recently as, you know, 100 years ago, less than 100 years, 
even as recently as, you know, 60, 60, 70 years ago, um, we still had gold tied to our money as part of our money. And then in the 70s, you know, Richard Nixon took us on this grand experiment of what if we don't have gold tethered to money at all? <laughs> what would happen? And we're in that experiment. It's only been uh, 50 years. Uh, the, the 50 year anniversary of it, I think, was recently. Um, and so nobody knew what was going to happen when, when we did that. And, and I don't think people really perhaps really thought very deeply about it. Um, but of course, nobody could have seen coming what's happened over the 50 years since. Um, but, you know, to, to try and bring it back, right? So, you know, money has always been sort of an experiment. Um, and money has always sort of defaulted to what is the easiest to use to allow us to transact with each other, right? If you have something I want, I have something you want, um, you know, or if you have something I want and maybe I don't have something you want, but I need what you have, you know, how can I give you something that you can use, right? That, you, that, that is useful to you um, so that I can buy that thing from you and we can both be better off, right? Um, and so money allows us to do that, right? And, and money allows us to save and, and invest in the future, right? And, and those are incredibly important things. Crypto um, is, is the latest thing, right, that we found that works better in today's world um, than anything else, I think. And I think that we'll, we'll see that sort of come true and we'll see um, more and more people use it. And that's what's happening. Uh, crypto is, in fact, growing at the fastest pace of just about any technology in history. It's growing faster than the Internet did. Yeah, I heard uh, was Kathy Woods was talking, was saying, uh, saying stuff like that in her last um, the Bitcoin conference with her and Elon and the, the, the young she man. just did Kathy Wood is an absolute genius um, and she just did a podcast I think a week ago with uh, Bankless which is a really great crypto podcast um, and you need to watch that I think everyone needs to watch that like the fact that she did that and said all that stuff and it was free it was mind-blowing for me that's just like the power of um you know, uh, the Internet of Information. Um, but everyone should should go ahead and, you know, watch that interview, watch Kathy Wood lay out her investment thesis, you know, over the next five years and her investment thesis for crypto. Um, and uh, I think, you know, everyone will find that very interesting. Now, uh, I guess on a, another note, uh, we had recently someone posted fake news through the newswire regarding Walmart accepting Litecoin. Right. And, and I'm sure whoever said that was on the other end of the, the Litecoin trade when it went up 30% in that first hour. How do you, how do you wrap your head around an industry like this that still has so many, the, the, the access to scamming is so easy. Well, I, I'm not totally willing to accept that because that, that same type of thing happens in the stock market and it's been happening for a long, long time. Yeah. So not, not really a new type of scam. Now there are, there are like, there are new types of scams that work in crypto and don't work like in other places. Like you'll see people perhaps on Twitter being like, Hey, send me, you know, here's my address, like send me some coins and I'll send them, I'll send you back twice as much. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, if you send someone coins, and the point of the scam is, right, if you send someone coins, 
um, there's no way to undo the transaction, right? There's nobody, there's no Bitcoin customer support or Ethereum customer support you can call to be like, hey, I made that, I did that by accident, you know, that just send it back to me. It doesn't work that way. So um, anyone asking you to, so there are a few simple rules you can use um, to avoid pretty much every scam. Okay, I'll, I'll give them to you right now. Okay, never send coins to someone who you don't know. Period. End of story. Someone's asking you for coins. Like just your default is no, right? You don't don't send them coins because just know that you can't get them back. You if you send the transactions. This person says they're going to do something, right? They're they're a scammer. Okay, and pretty much anyone that you don't know that just comes at you out of nowhere, either on Twitter or on Discord or on Instagram or anywhere, right? That just says to send send them coins and don't do it. Okay, that's rule number one. Rule number two is nobody. Nobody in crypto will ever ask you for your private key. That's your that's your unique password um, that controls your wallet, right? Whoever has the private key controls the funds in the wallet. Now, not every wallet has to, has a private key. You can use some applications like Celsius Network, the one I talked about, that will keep that safe for you, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, but for many other sorts of applications, you may have your own wallet with your own private key. Nobody in crypto will ever ask you for that. Anyone that does is a scammer, period, end of story. Um, and uh, number three is if you have the private key, right, since it controls your wallet and it's the only thing that controls your wallet, you have to keep it very safe, okay? And what that means is, again, a few simple things, right, that you need to do. You write it down on paper, you don't store it on your computer, okay? You never type it in online anywhere, okay? And uh, you make more than one copy of what you write down and, and you, you make a backup, right? If you just do those things, um, you're gonna be fine, right? Um, the people that lose their coins, right? They haven't done it. They either haven't written it down and they forget it or they wrote it down just on one sheet of paper and then the cleaner came and threw it out. Um, or they typed it in online or they kept a text file of it on their computer, which got hacked, um, you know, or they, or they gave it to someone or they, someone was looking at their screen while they were showing it. Um, all of those are great ways to, to lose your coins. Um, um, but those are kind of just the basic security things, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it can be a little scary, but it's also quite beautiful because nobody, if you just do those things, like there's no way you can lose your coins. Um, uh, you will be safe and you don't need any other sort of institution. You don't have to pay anyone. You don't have to pay like a bank, you know, to keep this stuff safe for you um, when they're not even doing that. Right. Um, uh, so hopefully that hopefully that kind of answers the question, alleviates some fear. There are always going to be scammers in every market. Um, I tried to outline some of like the common unique kind of crypto scams, which is like, you know, give me your private key or send me some crypto and I'll send it back to you. Um, so just don't, you know, never, never fall for those. And they're going to try, they do the same types of tricks. They'll send you phishing stuff. They'll make it look like it's someone, you know, or something else like that. Just always just be careful, right? Anytime. And anytime someone asks you to do that, your friend shouldn't ask you to do that. Right. Um, you, you, it should be red flags, right? Yeah. So, so how does a beginner know that same 10 year old, I was asking you questions. How does he or she know what coins they should have in their wallet? Because they're literally they're literally thousands. How do you 
sift through the, the thousands and thousands of coins that they already have in existence? Yeah, um, I yeah, I do both. You know, I trade some coins, I invest in some coins. Um, and, you know, what you just asked is a trillion dollar question, right? People are you know, that, like, you know, that that's one of the most important skills like uh, in demand right now, knowing how to pick uh, coins or pick stocks for that matter. Right. Same thing. You can make a lot of money. Right. If you're really good at that. Um, so, but there are, you know, yeah, I'll try to give like a high level overview. And this is this is something where you should really, you know, check out the course if you're really interested in this, because uh, we're not, you know, I'm just going to be able to give a few minutes. Right. Overview. Um, so in one way, you know, it's very similar to stocks and then in some ways it's very different. Right. So one of the ways it's very different is that when you have it and people need to understand this, when you have a coin, you don't have equity. It's not equity. It's not, there's no legal claim to revenue or cash flow of a certain company or business. Sometimes there is no company, right? It's just a protocol, it's just a, or it's just a coin like Dogecoin, which doesn't really do anything except allow you to send it back and forth, right? So it's just a network um, in, in that case, right? So um, we have this whole discipline in crypto called tokenomics, which is a study of what gives a token value, token economics. Um, and I guess I've lost the 10 year old by now. So, so if we're going back to the 10 year old, uh, I'd be like, um, to, so to a 10 year old, honestly, what I would say is, you know, the point, if you want to learn how to research cryptos, there's a lot, you know, that's great. Um, and there's a lot of work ahead of you and, you know, start watching YouTube videos and get my course and sign up for my newsletter and all this stuff will, will help you out a lot. Um, but really just buy Bitcoin and Ethereum, <laughs> you know, and, and, um, Look, there, there's a reason that Bitcoin and Ethereum are number one and number two in the entire crypto space, because money keeps flowing into them. People keep investing in them. And the market is literally telling you these are the these are the ones right yeah. that you want. The market is telling you this emphatically. All right. So don't when you so when you what you're doing when you go outside of Bitcoin and Ethereum to all these other coins and you're like, pick this one and pick this one, you are you are saying no, I know better than what yeah. the market is telling me because the market is, is telling you Bitcoin number one, Ethereum number two by a long margin. Um, so if you're going to pick other coins below those, right, you've got to know something, right? Um, and maybe you do, okay? Or maybe you want to take that bet. Maybe you see a good risk reward or you think it's an asymmetric opportunity. Right? I'm all for that. I do a lot of that, right? But I'm just saying that's, the risk you're taking, it's a lot riskier. And for most people, including every 10 year old that I would probably talk to, it's um, look, just buy number one and number two, and you're going to do really well. You're probably going to do really, really well. Okay. Um, and then as you learn more and you get more familiar with it, maybe you started using it, then you can go to numbers three through 9,000 and start to look at them and start to understand what they do, what gives them value. Um, and what the market thinks about them. And then, you know, yeah, you can add some of those to your portfolio. Sure. I like, I like that. I, I, I like that you did that for the 10 year old where you're just like, there, you know, there's tokenomics, but for you, one and two. Start there. And then once you, you know, once you get the course and once you do this and that, then you can move further and try to figure out what the next one is. But for now, I mean, it's, it's right in your face that these ones are the most valuable. Yeah. So I can and, really and, I, and I just want to add to, to, to you, 10 year old, any 10 year old that might be listening to this. If you are like 
I'm so excited for you because you are way ahead of the game. Way ahead. Even if you buy coin number 6,000 and it goes to zero, you are way ahead of the game. You've, you've learned from that. And that's a super important lesson that I had to learn, you know, in my 20s. Um, and so uh, good for you. Okay. Just good for you. So, and this is not a question that I have another question that I actually want to ask, but what do you think of, because we, we are just, we already gave Kathy was the genius title. You said it, you can't take it back. What do you think about uh, the Jack Dorsey and Elon Musk and their, them talking about it in the way that they do? Elon being in a whole different stratosphere yeah. than Jack Dorsey, but what do you think of those two and, and their stance on crypto? Sure. So, so first I want to draw a, a big uh, differentiate. So, so Kathy Wood is an investor. Um, Elon Musk and Jack Dorsey are CEOs. And they're two very good CEOs, I think. And I think Kathy Wood is a great, great investor. Um, but for me, right, I'm an investor. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a CEO. I mean, I'm the CEO of my little small company. that doesn't even compare to Twitter or Tesla or SpaceX, right? Um, so I kind of identify and my kind of way of thinking is closer to Kathy Wood. And I'm sort of more interested in what she's doing. Um, but uh, Jack and Elon... Um, have honestly been great. I think, I think they get it. You know, um, Jack in particular has been a huge fan, um, of Bitcoin for a while. And now he's, he's realized that actually there's a lot going on on Ethereum and there's a lot going on in the crypto ecosystem. And he's gotten very excited about it. Um, and he comes to conferences now and he's going to make a decentralized Twitter, um, which is going to be really excited. His platform, Twitter, by the way, is might have something to do with it, is pretty much the de facto platform, information exchange platform for crypto, for the whole industry. Everyone in crypto has a Twitter account. Yeah, guarantee it. Um, everyone that's serious. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, you know, Jack has been a huge proponent for this space. He's done a lot of great work. He's actually done work with Kathy on uh, uh, one of the really important topics, which is sustainability and environmental friendliness of crypto which is a great topic I'm happy to go into because uh, it's very misunderstood. Um, but they, you know, have, have invested and are putting in work to show the world how crypto and Bitcoin and, and crypto mining can actually be good for the environment and can actually be good for renewable energy innovation. Um, Elon is, you know, is a character, right? I mean, it, it's hard to kind of define Elon and it's hard to define his motives. Um, after all, you know, he's the richest man in history and, um, you know, and, and he sort of just does what he wants and he, you know, he styles himself a bit of a comedian since going on SNL and, um, <laughs> rightly or wrongly. And, uh, you know, he, but, but by and large, you know, he, if you actually listen to what he says and don't just read his tweets, you know, he said like, look, like. You know, I mostly have Bitcoin and Ethereum and I have a little bit of Dogecoin, right? Because I think it's funny. Um, so everyone that thinks he's like, you know, Doge father and he cares all about Dogecoin. Well, he actually, like any reasonable, you know, sort of investor, he has a lot more of number one and number two. Number yeah. Number, yeah. You'll notice this. All of these people, Jack, Elon, Kathy Wood, the ones with the big bucks, yeah, they mostly have number one and number two. Nice. Um, so, so yeah, so, you know, if you're a 10 year old, like, and you get number one and number two, you're doing the same thing as Elon and Jack and Kathy Wood, some of the best, you know, the smartest people in the world. 
So it, it really doesn't have to be more complicated. Um, and yeah, but you know, I, I am really uh, sort of uh, altruistic, you know, about like anyone that is, you know, helping the space move forward, bringing adoption and, you know, not spreading lies or misinformation um, is good for, for the industry. And Elon for a bit, you know, was falling for some of the energy, you know, environmental hate that is misplaced. Um, against crypto, I think he realized, you know, that's part of Tesla's brand and they have to be very careful about that. Um, but he's since, you know, come around even on that. And he's been, uh, I think, a, a very good proponent for the space. Crypto is money for the Internet. That's all I need to know. I mean, there's a lot of information about cryptocurrency out there. But very few people can make it as easy to understand as Shahar has in this episode. So make sure you go back and listen if anything went over your head. And make sure you're here this Friday for part three. This has been your host, Alex Cunningham, saying be well. And remember, as you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure.